This is Living with Miles. I'm Miles. Morning. <laughs> I got nothing. Look, if it's not going to work, I'm not going to use it. That's just right off the table right now. This is people's work lives, man. It's, it's the stuff that matters. Where did that come from? I am way on board. If you can inspire pride in other people, they'll follow you. Hey guys, how's it going? Happy Friday. You know, I've been thinking a little bit about the stuff I've been talking about over the last couple of days, and I, I give this, I have this thing where, where, you know, if I get bored, I end up filling my time with stuff to do. And then when I get up filling my time with stuff to do, I end up with no time remaining. But that isn't always the case. And I thought I'd talk a little bit about what kind of things happen when I'm not really inspired to do anything. When I don't really have any aspirations or, or I have so many juggling things and, and this can be, it's a wild swing in the other direction. And I want to talk a little bit about that when you have too much time on your hand and you don't know what to do with it because there's nothing you want to do. And this is a, this is an interesting thing to me because when this happens, you know, I don't know if I'm, if, if other people are like me, but for me, my, if I'm healthy and well and energized and, and I have no obligations or duties, then I will find things to do. I begin becoming creative. I, I, I take on new hobbies. I mean, a, a number of things that I've done have all been results of boredom, have all been <laughs> results of just starting something and, and saying, wow, okay. I mean, this podcast is an example. When I started this podcast, what, almost two years ago now? When I started this podcast, it was a... It, it was just a, a, a thing to try out. It was actually a, a, a paving a way to, to do something else and seeing if I could do it and seeing what it would be and seeing how hard it would be to actually record my voice, to listen to myself and to see what it would be to train myself not to use um and uh and, and, and all the, the various gaps. And I've cultivated a style of, of speaking that still needs refinement, no question especially with the gaps and the, the long pauses where I will pause to think about what I'm going to say next. And then the engine gets started again and then I go. So, you know, there's still refinement, but, but what, when there have been times when I really haven't been and inspired, or I, I don't have anything that I want to do. I just want to stop. I just want to be quiet. I want to go and watch TV and veg out and, and just give my mind over to it. I just want to do those things. I want to be left alone, or I want to be, I, I want to not have to think about things. I want to not have to be obligated to things. And so effectively, I want to rest. And this is the the thing that I, I came to notice about it. I can actually use my motivation to determine my stress level and my energy level to determine whether I am in a imbalance that is not to my favor. You know, I, I, I talk about balance and imbalance a little bit where the human body will always try to balance itself. It will always try to balance itself with what it needs for survival. And in order to progress, in order to be engaged, in order to do things and to, to, to create and to be actively engaged in the world, we need to tip that balance a little bit. We need to become off balanced. We need to, to be motivated or, or driven or, or something needs to say that the status is not quo, that, that we're not happy with things 
as they are. And we need to set into motion something to change that. But when I am not in that mindset, when I don't, when I'm not inspired and when I'm, when I just want to stop, there are a few reasons for that. And I thought I'd just share the reasons that I've discovered. And maybe this applies to you. Maybe it doesn't. But if it does, then it's something you can possibly use to, to take kind of a, take a, take an, a stress level and an energy level temperature to see how you're doing. So the first thing is there are times when I just want to go sit on the couch and watch TV. I just want to go pop on Netflix, pop on something that's going to binge watch. And it doesn't even matter what it is. Honestly, I'd like it to be entertaining, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. It's just something to where I can turn my brain off for a bit. Now, this is a, a big part of this is because I think for a living, whether it's my engineering and my software development or product design or staff management or operation project management or product, product applications and whatnot, all of that is thinking. All of that is sitting at a desk, trying to ideate, trying to come up with new ideas and new ways of looking at the world that can turn a profit, that can benefit others, that can do things. And this, this kind of, of, of mental gymnastics is exhausting on its own. Now at a deadline. And if you don't, you know, you you now have to make this decision when you get to a deadline, deadlines do a, a wonderful thing, but it's a very stressful thing if you care about what you're doing. And that is that you have to balance the amount of time you have to do something with the amount of quality that you're going to put into it. And you have to, to reconcile good enough but you still want more quality, but you need to do good enough for the timeline that you have with the resources that you have. And this is kind of the balance that I've noticed in every aspect of my life. I notice that when I'm looking at working in the yard, when I'm working, there's a direct correlation between how much physical labor and how much, how much figuring out of things there needs to be. And then how much time do I have? And am I going to be planting in the right season or is it the right time? Or do we need to trim the trees now? Because if we don't, if did we wait too late? Because if you wait till after the flowering, you're not going to get fruit on those trees for a couple of years. So, you know, what, what there's timing elements, there's, there's things, and these things can be stressful. Now, when the timing is very aggressive, when you are purposefully put into a position where you need to accomplish something and there is an aggressive timeline, meaning that you're actively being put in a position where you're going to have to compromise. Compromise for me is the exhausting part. And it's the art form. It's the, it's the, the culture, but it's the exhausting part. And to do this requires a certain amount of recovery. It requires a certain amount of and breathe. And when you don't get those, those recovery times, when you don't actively manage your own recovery, you, at least I will go from project to project to project to project, deadline to deadline to deadline to deadline, stressor to stressor to stressor to stressor, constantly trying to come up with ideas. And this creates two major problems in my mind. The first one is that I'm reactionary. And you can't really be creative when you're reactionary. I mean, you can in an emergency circumstance, it's, it's kind of like an emergency creativity. You can do what you need to do to get it done today. But is that the right strategy for the long term and the, the better solutions? Is that that thing? No, you need to carve out that time to put that focus and attention into finding the better solution longer term. And this is something that does require time. And now suddenly I'm up against deadlines 
I don't have any time. I can't ideate. I can't create. I'm basically becoming reactionary. And the other time when we're reactionary in our lives is when we're in the fight or flight environment. And fight or flight environment induces stress because stress accelerates the heart rate. It accelerates all of the the chemical changes you need to be able to fight or fly. And this puts the body through anxiety paces. Now, people who don't know how to handle anxiety very well or haven't been really acclimated to high pressure situations will find this to uh, this could actually lead to depression. What's one of the biggest activities of depression to go inward and to retreat and to stop doing things, finding it hard to get out of bed, finding ways to just shut things off and get them to leave you alone. And so here it is. Here's this behavioral mechanism. When I find myself just wanting to stop, then I probably, well, first of all, I need to stop. I need to find a way to recover. And some of that recovery isn't always, it's not always convenient. It's not always easy. And sometimes I have to stave it off for longer and longer periods, but I have to actively be aware of my own recovery because if not, I'll slip into these, whether it's depression or not, I don't know, but I will slip, slip into behaviors that are very similar to depressive symptoms. I'll slip into isolating myself. I'll slip into, uh, sleeping longer hours. I'll slip into wanting to go into what is effectively a vegetative straight state through some distraction, whether that's a YouTube thing or whether that's watching something on Netflix or whether that's just, just, zoning out for, you know, a period of time, whatever it may be. And finding a way to just let go of all of those stressors to remove myself from the fight or flight environment. Because my brain doesn't know any different. My brain doesn't actually understand the difference between, oh my goodness, this arbitrary deadline that we made up one day because that just seems to be able to get the job done better and it's just, you know, it's, it's entirely arbitrary. There are no rules. Nobody's going to die if you don't make it versus the lion is coming. And if we don't either kill it or run away, we're going to get eaten. The brain will kind of cross wires on this as far as what it does to the body. And so it will actually create a, a, a paradigm of, of, of fear, of anxiety, and of stress to get you to take action to resolve the high pressure situation. And so here our conscious mind has actually created this subconscious response. And if you know what's going on, it can work out pretty well. You can actually leverage that to your advantage. And some stress is good. We found there was a study that I read somewhere, um, Wow, I can't remember the can't remember where it was right now, but it was talking about how there's a stress level that when you get to this point of stress, stress versus productivity, and a certain level of stress improves and increases productivity, and then it gets to a ceiling point, and then additional stress beyond that begins to detract from productivity. And so this is that this is that thing we we want a little bit of stress to get us moving. We want that imbalance to tip us into action and into creativity and into positivism and into momentum and into, into initiative. But we need to be aware of when we've gone so far that we, we, we can't, we're not being effective anymore. We're not helping. And then we need to change the situation. 
to allow us to be back to our productive self. So when I find myself not really being motivated to do anything, there, there used to be an inclination in my mind to take that as a natural state, that my natural state is one at rest. And that just, just isn't, that isn't good for me and my personality. Because my natural state isn't that. When I'm bored, I will begin to take action. I will get engaged. I will, I will be involved. If I'm bored, not if I'm recovering. And so now I know that if I'm not particularly inspired, if I'm not particularly motivated, if I'm not being, being drawn in different directions to take action, I need to look inside myself and see, all right, am I recovering? Is there something wrong with me? Is it a health issue? It could be. It has been in the past. At one point, there was a nutrition problem that I was having. I was actually uh, long-term exposure to the Atkins diet. I tried that for a long time. And long-term exposure to the Atkins diet without proper multivitamin. And I, I ended up stopping being motivated and being inspired. Changed my diet. Boom. Right back on the game. So it being aware of the actual patterns of my behavior and being aware of when I'm experiencing lethargy, whether that's mental lethargy, emotional lethargy, physical lethargy, I'm missing that inspiration. I'm missing that drive. And that's when that happens, I need to look at what else is going on. How am I, how is my world depleting my resources, depleting my energy, depleting my stress? And this is something that I think we could all afford to be more, more savvy of. And, and by we all, I mean those of us that are going to go and create and build and do something. And the ones that, those of us that aren't satisfied with just clocking in, clocking out through our life, you know, day by day. So this, is, this has turned into a language for me. And it's something that I would encourage anybody to look at, if you're not motivated, look at what's going on that's taking things away from your life. Look at what's going on that's that's drawing energy from you, that's taking your focus, that's putting you in this fight or flight environment. A little bit is good. A little bit can be very good. But too much will actually take away from what you're possibly capable of and what your potential is. And we want to maximize our potential. So that's going to wrap it up today. I'll talk to you later. I hope you guys have a great weekend and take care.